0: Hi, and welcome to Women's CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Jocelyn Herman-Saccio. She's a transformative coach and course leader with more than 30 years in the industry. She's also an author, CEO, community activist, and founder of the nonprofit organization United Global Shift, working with leaders from more than 20 countries who are on the forefront of positive change. Jocelyn coaches successful people, executives, entrepreneurs, founders, and solopreneurs who experience themselves stuck or messable with in certain areas and become unmessable with no matter what the circumstances are and no matter what life throws at you. And she empowers them to live the life of their dreams now and ultimately be unmessable with. Welcome to the show, Jocelyn. Thanks for having me. I I love that I'm messable with. Um, Tell me a little because everyone knows exactly what that means when you say it. Um, So tell me how you started your you know what what drove you to start your organization and where did the name come from and kind of, you know, how did you how did you fall into this line of work.
1: Well, I've always participated in transformative work since I was a child. You know, my parents were separated and my mother did a transformational workshop. And then a year later, my dad did it and they got back together. So they just celebrated 65 years together. So for me, transformation has just been the air that I breathe for 45 years this year. So I started leading transformative work uh, back when I was in my early 20s. And that really came out of a a longtime dream I had that came true of having a record deal. That was something I was convinced was never going to happen. I had very limiting beliefs about doing your art as your career. And in a transformative workshop, I disappeared that belief and within three months had a record deal. And that to me was like, okay, People can fulfill their dreams. Now, how am I going to support other people to fulfill their dreams? And that's when I started my company, which was at that point working mostly with talent actors and singers to help them fulfill their dreams in the entertainment industry. But it broadened out to just people. And I started leading transformative workshops for more than 30 years, and I've coached 200,000 people or more. And, uh, you know, Unmessable With, which is my thing, that's my jam, right? I heard that word from a mentor of mine named Richard Condon about 20, 25 years ago. And the, he just said it in passing. And I was like, that's my word. That's it. That's the word that I'm gonna build a brand over. I'm gonna empower people to be unmessable with. I got it in the urban dictionary. Ultimately, you got into Webster's slang dictionary. I mean, this has been like my mission is to have people get that no matter what is happening in your life, because life is life throws stuff at you, that you can be unhookable, undauntable. You don't have to get thrown. You don't have to get, you know, down for the count. You can stay true to who you are and fulfill your vision.
0: I love that. You know, it's, it's amazing how that's truly a passion and you were, um, you know, I would say divinely inspired when you hear a word and you see an entire business around it. Like that's just, that doesn't happen often. Um, Yeah. And I I didn't even see it.
1: I didn't see it as a business at that point. It was more like a mission. But uh, ultimately, I'm a very resourceful kind of entrepreneur. So I created a business around it. But it was more like, oh, my God, people need this. People need to know it's
0: possible. So what do you think, you know, becoming unmessable with, you talked about, you know, you did a workshop and, you know, you were able to break that barrier. What do you think the number one barrier to breaking someone's these limiting beliefs that are kind of drilled into us from such a young age uh, what do you think that, um, what do you think the, the key component to breaking that down?
1: Well, the first thing that I do with people is I find out what their dream is, because that I think without a dream or a vision, you're not going to have interest to break that stuff down. So I get people clear and some people aren't clear about their dreams. They're so busy just dealing with what life is throwing at them. They're not looking up and out into a vision. So getting them connected to a vision and then I find out and I work with them to drive up what messes with them in fulfilling that vision. So what stops you from taking the actions that you know need to happen? Or what keeps you stuck in some sort of, you know, well, it's not worth it or whatever conversation it is. So I have people start to notice those messable with moments. Once you notice them and noticing them involves not just noticing it as a concept, but actually noticing what happens in your body you know do you get a tight chest do you get red in your ears do you you know start overthinking whatever your red flag is having people be able to distinguish the red flag so we can dismantle what messes with them then once they can catch it they don't have to go down that road so much you know it's like once you go down that road it's hard to come back so they catch it and then i give them methodologies to get to like a neutral place and then shift over to what i call the world of creation where they can create where they're coming from versus reacting to what life is throwing at them so it's like two different worlds the world of reaction and the world of
0: creation i love that it's about it's about moving forward and not having that hold hold back for you uh, you know, hold them back. Um, a lot of the work that I do is, is helping to uncover trauma in individuals. And it's kind of the same thing, right? Because we, we go through most of our life reacting to everything. We don't everything. realize we're, we're, act, we're reacting. We real, we we, you know, we feel like we're, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're pushing through because of our values or this and that, but we really are reacting. And until you peel away all of that and you get down to like an awareness of who you are and what's driving you, then you can start moving forward. Um, I like to call that learn and lead because you get to, you actually get to start moving forward. So it's, it's a, it's a great, um, I love how you kind of create that for your clients. Um, yeah. And so
1: it wait, is it's 99% reaction. Most of our life and especially effective people. So people like executives or CEOs or they are really good at reacting, you know, putting out fires and all that. And that can kind of mask itself as if you're creating, but it's not the same thing.
0: Right. Yeah. Because reacting is you have a, you have something in front of you that you're reacting to rather than driving towards something that the unknown, right. Driving towards the unknown. So how do you get how do you get individuals to start focusing on what they want? Because there's always other responsibilities that they have. There's always other priorities. How do you make sure that they can do that, you know, within reasonable responsibilities within their life? How do you make sure that they can do that and believe in themselves and take, you know, make themselves a priority enough to have that vision to reach their mission? Well,
1: each person, it's different, and I don't have a one-size-fits-all coaching structure. I listen for what's in the way for each individual person, and then I create something to address it. A lot of people, though, what messes with them is their schedule. You know, it's like, I'm overwhelmed. I have too much to do. I have all these things. I have, you know, my life, my family, my business, my vi- my well-being, and well-being slips out like first before anything, And I work with people on their calendar. I have a workshop actually that I do with them called Your Calendar as Your Creation, where I train people to use their calendar as the existence of their vision and their dream and their, you know, what actions are going to be required to fulfill those things. But I have them put in what they're doing, but not just what they're doing, what they're creating. So if they're going to the gym, it's in the calendar, but they're creating vitality. So the calendar occasion isn't just go to the gym, it's create vitality, go to the gym. Or, you know, they're going to have a date night with their spouse and it's like create intimacy, date night versus a list of to-dos, which can occur as overwhelming. And a lot of people just have too much stuff to do, but they're not creating anything like the context around what they're doing. And that's one of the things I work with people on.
0: That's so great! You're changing their perspective on, on how they move through life, and that's that's what people need sometimes. They need kind of a little kick in the behind to say, "Hey, stop what you're doing. You're just checking off boxes. Yeah, actually enjoy your day. Like look forward to creating vitality right at the gym versus oh, I have to go to the gym. I have to you go know, work on the treadmill. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know who wants right. to do that anyway? <laughs> exactly. So what would you say um, for yourself? Right. So you help others, um, you know, overcome these barriers and to be able to move forward and really just create things in their life. Right. And and really bring, you know, probably fulfillment follows that uh, for them. Uh, What would you say for you personally? What are some of the challenges that you struggle with as far as maintaining that for yourself? The biggest thing I'm dealing with right now,
1: because I'm fulfilling a lifelong dream of moving to Paris, and my husband and I have been talking about this, you know, I've been talking about it for 40 years, but he and I have been talking about it for more than 20, and we're now doing it, right? So I have kids that are 17 and 21 and 26, and I have parents that are 90 and 92. So the biggest challenge I'm dealing with right now is how do I take care of my parents without physically being here? Like, how am I going to set that up so that everyone wins? You know, and they want us to go. It's not like they're like, you know, don't go, we need you. But they do need us. And we're there every weekend supporting them. I mean, my kids will be fine. I'm less worried about them. But, you know, my parents definitely. So that's what I've been uh, not grappling with, like, in a bad way, but dealing with and bringing my own methodology to every day, but it's definitely something that has the potential to mess with me because I I care about
0: my parents so much. Right. You know. So what and what do you think some of the things that you're looking at to to help you make the decisions you need or help support you in this process? Well, first of all, I'm talking to them about it. So
1: we're all in conversation and I've got a master calendar. I use it. I the calendar. I have like, you know, showering in my calendar. I have everything in my calendar. So we have a master calendar when my sister can go out there, you know, over the times when we're not here, because we'll come back every like six weeks, when my daughter's going to go out there, when my son's going to take the Jitney out there, you know, like, so I've got it sort of managed so that they have coverage at least every week. And we started uh, WhatsApp calling them in the mornings instead of just phone calling them so that they can get used to video calls with us, you know, so then my mother will feel, my mother has dementia. So for her, it's like, you know, she just thinks we should be there every minute of the day. I might've just left her and she'll be like, when are you coming here? I was like, I just left you a half an hour ago, but for her, it's just moment to moment. So getting her in the, in the cycle of video calling and same thing with my dad and, you know, just realizing that it's we're eight hours away. You know, we're never really that far away, but uh, rethinking how he does certain things. So now he's interviewing people to come and support him a day a week, you know, so he can go do things and not because he can't leave my mom. He's her sole caregiver. So we're coming up with structures, but we're doing it as a team, as a family. And we're not I'm not trying to work it out myself. That's one of the biggest things that messes with people is trying to figure things out that will totally have you be in thought town, you know, it's like, and thought town produces thoughts, actions produce results. So one of the biggest things I encourage my clients to do, and I encourage myself to do is getting communication with whoever the situation impacts, because you don't need to figure it out. You can work it out together out here versus in here.
0: And that that makes it more manageable for sure. When you know you don't have to do it all by yourself and you have the support team and you create the structure around that. Yeah, Um, I mean, having it all
1: doesn't mean doing it all.
0: Right, that's also control. A lot of us women, right? We don't want to let go of control even though we say we're overwhelmed, but we kind of have a hard time letting go. Um, So it takes a lot of learning that, right? To be able to kind of give some of that away. Well, giving
1: up, that's one of the limiting beliefs that you'd have to give up is that you're the only one who can do it. I mean, it's total baloney. I mean, everybody's replaceable. And if you and I dropped dead, things would work out, you know, people would figure it out, but we live like, and that's part of the, the payoff we get of being overwhelmed. It seems like, oh, there's no payoff. It's just, you know, totally costs you. No, no, no. You get to be like the hero. You get to be the one that, you know, handles everything, but that rips people off of being able to contribute and make a difference also. So I learned long ago that if I'm going to have it all, and I do consider myself somebody who has it all, I'm going to have to be really good at making requests and invitations and allowing people to show up huge around me and show up as leaders, not me just be the
0: one handling everything. That's great. And that's what a good leader does. They, they're, they're good at delegating, you know, you can still provide oversight while delegating. Totally. And, so,
1: and allow leaders to emerge rather than managing people. Leadership is different than management. Right. So a good leader creates leaders around them. Otherwise you're just managing stuff.
0: Right. And managing is the not fun stuff of any That's job. That's the world of reaction.
1: <laughs> it's like the down right. and in versus the up and out. Yep.
0: Exactly. That's all that comes to you is stuff that you have to deal with and manage. So you are in a position like many women who are they're they are having to, you know, they have this career, everything's going great. They may be in a relationship and married. Great. They have kids. Great. And then they have parents. Great. Yes. So how do you make sure that you, besides the calendar, right? I know you use that a lot, but yeah. how do you make sure you have me time, like just for you? I well, I
1: hate to go back to the calendar. I sound like a, you know, one man <laughs> band, but I schedule it. I schedule recharge time every day. I schedule time to take care of my well-being Every day, whether it's walking or working out with my trainer, doing yoga or whatever I do, even if it's listening to an audio book, you know, whatever it is that will nurture and recharge me. And I make sure that every single day I have that scheduled. If I don't schedule it, it won't happen because I'll just work. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm like at the computer. I could stay at the computer till midnight every night if I, you know, don't check myself. So I honor. The integrity of what it's going to take to be a fueled up tank
0: because I you. can't
1: be use to any yeah really well it's works to put it in your calendar you know I, I schedule intimate times with my husband if, when I need to if I'm like oh, you know what we I'll just put the, an in-house session and invite him <laughs> on that calendar occasion and he knows what that means so That's but great. it's you know, created it
0: as a game You know, you, life is a game and it's a mental game that you have to play with yourself. I do that all the time. And you do, you have to make sure that you create a schedule that works for you and not be overwhelming. So many of us love to have a full schedule, but that has to include personal time, uh, to, to rejuvenate yourself. Totally. Otherwise you're no use, you know, (laughs) Absolutely. Well, we are out of time Uh, parting advice for the audience and where can people find you? Well, I
1: definitely think if you're not clear about what your dreams are, my advice would be to just spend a half an hour and really look in all the important areas of your life and ask yourself, if you weren't burdened by what you think you have to deal with, what would you really want? So people start to look up and out because without that vision, you're just going to end up getting through life, you know, checking boxes, as you said. Um, and people can find me at my website,
0: theartofbeingunmessablewith.com. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Reach out to her, everyone. She's there for you and uh, has some great information. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection.